Welcome to the Integra Law Show. So glad you could join us today. Garrett Smith, attorney Garrett Smith, I should say, is your host, and he is joined today by James Brewer from Envision Wealth Planning. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Brian. Glad to be on, and and we always love having James Brewer from Envision Wealth Planning, our financial life architect and uh, regular on the show. Well, thanks for having me again. You know, this is a, an exciting week because you're joining us not for only my show, but also for Haley's segment as well. And so we are getting a, a double dose, which is always a good thing when it comes to James Brewer. So we'll jump right in. And, you know, a lot of the shows that we've had have focused on the life transitions. And there's a lot of different life transitions that we've talked about. And specifically today, we wanted to talk about finding yourself single. And that could be after losing a spouse, uh, you know, to death or going through the divorce process. And in both cases, there's probably similar things to consider, but also different things as well. And so, James, as you know, let's let's start with losing a spouse to death and, and then we'll shift to the other. But what are some things to consider in your financial planning that you've seen uh, that need to be updated or addressed? Well, many times people associate widowhood with older women and not necessarily with younger women. So, but you know, things like widowhood can happen at any time. I recall a story that a woman was on Anderson Cooper's show and she had just lost her spouse and they had two young children. And then what was interesting is they had a GoFundMe page. She was fortunate that she got worldwide exposure essentially because People saw her plights, and the last I looked, it was well over a million dollars that had been raised for she and her two young children. So I think more people really should start about the what ifs. What if something like this happened to me? Like you don't want it to happen, but let's say what if it did happen? So assuming that people actually had made some prior decisions to have things like life insurance. Well, how should you actually receive that life insurance? Should that be in a lump sum or in what's called an annuity? Uh, An annuity is really simply, you take a dollar amount, you give it to an insurance company and then they provide payments to you for a set period of time. It could be lifetime, it could be, you know, a 10 year period, whatever. And depending upon the person, um, it might be a better idea to take the annuity payments because that way you can't run out of money. It may not be as much money right away because sometimes when we don't have a plan and we suddenly get a lot of money, it's easy to go start spending money on things or, you know, maybe someone decides to pay off their house only to realize, but now what do I have in terms of cash flow? At the same time, if you have lost a spouse, Garrett, I would think that you would also want to address guardian, and you have young minor children, I would think you would want to go and address guardianship issues. 
Absolutely. And, and hopefully that has been something that's already been taken care of, but most people don't think it'll happen to them. <laughs> and so at the time that there is maybe an unexpected loss, then that's a great time to think of guardians for your minors, for example. Um, you know, I've uh, experienced the loss uh, with life insurance with two different clients that I've had. Both still had minor children uh, at the time of their uh, husband's passing, and both were somewhat unexpected. One was a skiing accident. It, it was, you know, just kind of a freak accident. And then the other um, was due to a tumor that suddenly came on, right? And so you never know what the future holds. But one thing that, you know, you and I have talked about is there's ways that you can plan for it. Now, it may not be what you want the future to hold, but if, if we at least have a plan in place, then it can relieve some of the burdens that the surviving spouse would face. So, for example, in, in these two cases uh, that were positive, they had a life insurance policy. And, and both were life insurance. You know, I, I, I'd love for you to get more into the annuity side of things and how you know, maybe that impacts the tax side because I know a lot of people like the life insurance for the tax um, you know, getting it tax free, but in both cases, they were able to use the money and set some aside working with a financial planner like yourself, someone who could help them make it stretch so that they didn't just spend it all in one place, so to speak. And that was a very positive outcome. I've also had, uh, or viewed a scenario where there was no life insurance and, this, uh, you know, single mother now has had a lot of adversity. She's, she's got family supporting her, but still it would have been very uh, prudent to have that life insurance policy in place. Well, and, you know, one other thing that can, to me, be quite impactful, and I'll do it over a couple of generations, is social, social security and uh, Medicare costs. So you might have had a spouse, and depending upon how you were planning, saying, well, hey, I know that I'm going to get half of that spouse's uh, Social Security down the road, and maybe there was a projection of high income, and unfortunately that person did not live the 10, well, it's actually 40 quarters or 10 years worth of time, in order to get the highest uh, benefit, so now down the road, the person's going to be impacted with the fact that they're not going to get that, and now it's going to fall back probably on now what's going to become a working uh, widower. Um, another interesting case that um, I was explaining recently is that Let's say that you are over 65, you're on Medicare. Uh, Medicare Part B and D premiums are based upon income. And the income goes against whether or not you're single or whether or not you're married. Well, um, similar to the tax table, singles pay more relative to married couples. So now your premiums may go up 
if you even maintain the same income, and potentially it could still go up even if your income decreased just because of the way um, that, that system works. So now your expenses go up and you didn't think that your expenses would go up, but that's just the nature of the system. And it doesn't ask you, are you single because you're widowed or you're divorced or you've been single your whole life? Um, that's just the way the system is. But usually people have started living into a certain lifestyle um, or had certain expectations only to find out usually months later that, oh, my premiums are going to go up and those premium increases can be significant depending upon uh, what your income level is. Um, you know, further multiplying some of this is, you know, some people become a uh, widower and they had not been intimately uh, part of the financial decision making. They might have been, you know, just kind of living based upon money coming into the household. And now suddenly there were bills, there were liabilities, there were other things that they were unaware of. Um, that's why I think, you know, it's important not to make too many decisions too soon. Um, you know, you have some months before even the tax return for the estate is due. Um, ideally, that's giving you some time to help your emotional side and then allow, you know, creditors and other potential gotchas um, come into view before you make any final decisions. And with all of these financial pressures coming on, I, I loved what you just brought out about before a spouse, um, be, before a spouse passing away, they should at least be aware of each other's finances and, and of, you know, the accounts and so forth, because that puts the, maybe you call them the non-financial spouse. If, if there was such a thing, you know, someone who's not handling that money, that puts them in a hard position. And so when we come back from the break, I want to dive into that a little bit more and just have you share some nuggets of wisdom of how you, uh, you know, lead spouses in their discussions together of their financial state. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. 
You've heard me talking about my pillow for three years, folks. It's the truth. I get the best sleep of my life with a my pillow. You can do it too. 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty made in the USA. You'll sleep well or you'll get your money back. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, get two MyPillow premium pillows for the price of one, or call 1 800 951 8175. Get the best sleep of your life and do it now. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. And once again, we welcome you back to the Integra Law Show with attorney Garrett Smith and his special guest, James Brewer from Envision Wealth Planning. And James, before the break, we were talking about, or or you were talking a little bit about uh, the surviving spouse maybe not being as financially savvy or aware of accounts. And this is something that's been on my mind recently, just based on uh, a situation that I've observed where the the wife, you know, didn't have access to different accounts and and the husband not being available uh, for a time and even making me look in the mirror and saying, okay, as uh, you know, in, in my relationship with my wife, I am taking care of all of the accounts. And if something happened to me, that would put my wife in a really bad situation. And so I've started, you know, putting together a a list of accounts and passwords and, you know, even internet uh, utilities. There's so many different little bills that you pay. Do you have some advice for, you know, our married listeners who should put a plan in place just in case something happened to one of the spouses? Uh, well, I'm always a fan of professional advice with professional tools. Um, there are some uh, companies that you can find if you don't want to necessarily work with someone that uh, provide different types of portals um, that allow you to store information. I know of a couple um, that, you know, one you kind of do more of a narrative side One you put a lot of documents in there and you even can connect 
uh, the people who would be your executor or powers of attorney that when those types of, of events occur, then they can get access to those uh, documents. Um, I have some other tools where there is a financial plan um, that someone can relate to as well as the accounts um, that I try to convince my clients that they should connect all their live accounts to this portal so we have an accurate um, picture of where they stand. Um, a lot of people these days seem to be concerned about Big Brother watching, but um, you know you have to balance Big Brother watching with if should something happen, um, are you uh, able or can, can the other person quickly get to it? One of the great um, commercials that I saw um, was like a billboard and it was like from ready.gov um, and it said, you know, if there's an emergency, do you have a plan? And I thought that was really good. But then, you know, how many people actually acted upon after seeing that billboard going and doing something that's a plan? Um, I've even found that uh, I have a protected note on my iPhone um, with all my usernames, passwords, and other different IDs um, that uh, – Ideally, my my wife will remember the password. I actually have a place for her to get it. Um, so she can get to that should something happen to me. But we also have access to the portal. What I can say is that sometimes people just don't really want to think about it. Like, um, hey, Garrett, this really, you know, I know we're doing this stuff, but it's probably really not going to happen. Um, so maybe I don't get around to funding my trusts or I don't, you know, do some of the things. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it because there's other things because it's just not going to happen today. It's not going to happen next week. So, you know, we have to really get beyond that. And I think, you know, if anything to me this year of COVID has, you know, we didn't know what COVID meant and, you know, Corona was a beer and then suddenly there was a coronavirus and like, what's that? And for a while, people were confusing Corona beer and coronavirus. And poor Corona beer was saying, "Hey, we didn't do anything. You can still drink our beer, right?" And then, and then next thing, you know, some people got sick. Some people got really sick and hospitalized. And then those power of attorneys were important to have at that point when you have somebody in ICU. And then right. later on, some people died. So I, I'm just really trying to emphasize that point that you know these things can happen. Um, before the break, Garrett, you mentioned something that I'd like to try to quickly cover. It's this word annuity. Um, it's, it's a word not used often outside, I think, of the financial field, and it might sound scary. So when you get a life insurance policy, you know, I've just got to connect it to that piece. Um, the insurance company well, someone may not tell you, but somewhere in the language says, you can receive the money all in one check, or we can keep the money and we will pay out to you X amount of money. So for example, you get a million dollar life insurance policy, you can put it in, in, in the bank, or you can take the million dollars, depending upon your age, give it to the life insurance company, and let's say they give you 40 or $50,000, um, per year, and you could say, I'd like to get that cost of living adjusted. So depending upon what features you want 
and how you receive the, the annuity. It's the same dollars from the life insurance policy, so there's no immediate taxation. There is going to be some imputed interest because over time that money would have to grow, let's say 20, 30, 40 years. So you're going to pay taxes on the interest portion, but not pay taxes on the principal portion. So just taxes on the interest and on the principal. What's good about it is some people may not may realize that I can't trust myself not to spend all the money because when the money's gone, the money's gone. So this kind of really turns that lump sum into a monthly paycheck rather than it be a lump sum and people do with things with, that they do with lump sums. I had an interesting case with um, a person who was suddenly widowed and they had one child in college and you know we thought that hey once we tell the school that the uh, primary breadwinner has passed on that who knows there was going to be some extra money and I bet a lot of people might think that to, to help out the child well actually the school said sorry for your loss did you get a life insurance policy did you get a life insurance payout Yes, and how much was that? And they have ways of finding out, of course. And then said, well, geez, that sounds to us like you could pay for your child's college. Now, the money wasn't necessarily intended to then be the supplement for the child's college. It was really meant for the health care and maintenance of the spouse and how she would help to take care of the children. But then there was another place. So if you have the lump sum versus having it as annuity, different or uh, financial interests may see your situation different than you may. And if you get the lump sum, you, you may overextend yourself. Like you said, maybe you go buy a really nice house, but you can't keep up on the property taxes or, you know, you, you buy these things, you, you know, that require some money up front, but they also require maintenance. And so the annuity seems like a, a, a great, way to go, especially like you said, if there isn't some sort of other professional advisor involved who can help that extend, then, you know, that seems like a really good option. And as long as you're still getting the, the base amount tax-free, the, you know, the interest that comes on, that doesn't become as much of an issue because you would have paid that anyway. And, and it's actually allowing for further growth so that you're getting even more over time. Now, you know, we're, we're going to have you hang on and, and join with Haley on the next segment. But uh, just in case for our, our listeners, you've mentioned a few resources that are available. Can you provide your contact information so our, our listeners can reach out to you? Sure. It's uh, Envision Wealth Planning is the name of the firm, envisionwealth.us. We have a contact us form there or you can call 312-448-1010, 312-448-1010. Awesome. Well, James, I, I always enjoy having you on the show, and we're excited that you can hang out and, and be on with Haley as well. Thanks.
And we are back. This is the Integra Law Legal Hour, and we now welcome family law attorney Haley Dickey. Haley, good to see you once again. Good to see you, Bill Brian. I'm excited for you. This is, I think this is your first chance to get to sit down and have a chat with uh, James Brewer from Envision Wealth Planning. Is that right? That's right. I'm so excited to have our guest, James Brewer, here on with me as well. I know he chats with my counterpart, Garrett, often, um, but I'm excited that, to have him on the show. So, James, welcome. And tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, Haley, I accept that welcome. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, typically I'm talking about estate planning things relative to my certified financial planner designation. But today I get to tell people I'm also a certified divorce financial analyst. Most people have never heard of such a thing, but there is such a thing. I think that is absolutely true. And for the sake of our listeners and my benefit as well, what exactly does that entail? And what are the scope of of your services? Well, As a family law attorney, you've got lots of things that you are doing from the legal perspective for clients. Um, What a certified divorce financial analyst does is kind of take the money mindset inside of what's going on here and, you know, looking at the assets and looking at the income and getting a better understanding, as well as being able to help people project based upon any settlement offers, what that might look like. Um, for the uh, the person looking to accept it. And, you know, sometimes you could act as a neutral or sometimes we're hired by uh, an attorney and we're just taking, you know, one side of the story uh, perspective. Um, so that, that's kind of high level what it is, just kind of taking a, a, a deeper dive look. And, you know, I was a certified financial planner first was asked by an attorney to help out on a case and then realized, you know, there's some things here that are a little bit beyond what the CFP normally does. Um, And then that's when I stumbled upon the certified divorce financial analyst and uh, decided to become one. And it's taught me many things that are more specific to family law. Perfect. And I I would love to talk more about what you do and, and, in the scope of your, your job as a certified divorce financial analyst. Um, and, and tell me, are you typically hired to act as an expert when you're not acting as a neutral party? you you say sometimes an attorney will hire you. Do you, do you then testify in a trial about your findings? Um, or is it more for the benefit of, of informing the parties about their money, the money situation or where the money's gone? I can be brought in um, by the attorney to testify. Uh, so far, um, the cases I've worked on um, settled before I had to do that, but I could if necessary. Um, I've had cases where a mediator brought me in and I tried to explain to both sides uh, what things were gonna look like. Um, I find in particular, most people don't understand their taxes. Um, one case was just particularly uh, unique and had some benefits that were going to accrue to one person that the other person through marriage didn't even realize they were benefiting from. Um, And I felt that the other person should have kept the house, although they decided to sell the house. But now when he sold the house, 
he lost the tax break that he could have had if he had retained the house. Um, but unfortunately, um, during duress, people don't always, ex you know, understand the numbers that might have been actually a bit challenging to understand before. Uh, but our software gives us the ability basically to model everything to show people what, uh, what it's going to look like. Um, another case um, that I had, um, it was definitely more contentious, um, and it was a two high-income earning spouses, but the female side of the high-earning spouses was really kind of letting the husband run the money. And they had an idea of this common account, and then there was, we're gonna, both going to put money into this. But once we started looking into it, there was really a one-way street there, and we it was kind of completely dark as to what the other side was doing. And username and passwords, hey, guess what? Couldn't even get access to the account. So then now we had to weigh it and, you know, believe in statements. Um, but things got so crazy that, um, uh, you know, we the attorney asked for, you know, statements. They had two American Express cards. And I noted some irregular use of the cards and unexpected travel to locations that didn't look like it was for work. So, you know, there are times when, you know, depending upon the depth of what we need to go into, you know, it's much nicer when, you know, it's less contentious and we're simply, you know, trying to show, hey, if you get this offer versus that offer, um, this is how you're going to live in the future. Um, sometimes people don't understand division of assets. There was actually a, a, a case question. I remember when we um, had the exam and, you know, which is based upon truth, which I find really interesting, but that the person's like, you know, look, I'm going to offer you the 529 plan at like half the 401k and I'll keep the whole, you know, brokerage account. Well, if you do the numbers on the surface, that look like equal division. But to understand, well, the 529 plan was for the benefit of the children. It wasn't for the spouse. And even getting half the 401k was, well, that's a taxable benefit. And the person was before 59 and a half. So if you needed money and pulled out from that, that's going to be a 10% penalty. So, you know, there are times when people actually don't really understand at all. Um, and I'm, I'm finding more and more people who really don't understand how 401ks work and, you know, if I receive it and when I can use it. So, you know, I'm there trying to not only understand it, but then to explain it to, you know, clients of yours. Absolutely. And what a benefit. I, I'm just thinking through um, the types of cases that I have. And, and sometimes I'll pull in like a financial coach. Uh, somebody that can help my clients visualize. I, I love what you said, vision of assets. Sort of visualize um, what their life looks like after the division has been made. But to have this sort of strategic conversation prior to going into mediation, prior to making um, these decisions, and, and really try to construct a division that, allows or at least aids both parties in growing their assets, the, you know, in the best case scenario, the quickest possible sounds just so beneficial. Like I absolutely see value in bringing in a certified divorce financial analyst uh, 
at, on a neutral basis, actually, to kind of help the parties um, educate the parties a little bit more about about their specific assets and their specific situation and portfolio, and then to help them divide that in a way that would benefit both of them <laughs> is is not the conversation we typically have, right? It's it's typically uh, less collaborative <laughs> than that, and I, I think that yeah, just what you said about the parties really understanding better what their assets look like and sort of long term what they mean. Uh, I absolutely see value in that in, in decision making process. And, and I even think, you know, sometimes it's just a recalibration, right? Because, you know, you had this idea of what life was going to be like, and maybe it was just a generalized idea. Most people actually don't have a true financial plan. They have, you know, uh, approximations in their head of how things are going to go. So now I think for some, the divorce itself brings them to I need to think about this. And I think sometimes the initial is, well, I better grab everything I can just because I don't know, rather than if somebody could explain to you what it's going to look like and how maybe, you know, the house goes to one and something else goes to another where, you know, mentally you didn't feel that was fair. When you look at the actual financial ramifications, you might find that it's actually better for you. Absolutely. Um, so our, our segment is wrapping up, but I wanted to talk about in the next segment, come in sort of some applicable examples. You've, you've kind of shared about some of your cases, but I, I'm really interested in specifically what this type of advice looks for you, both on a neutral basis and also on a, a strategic basis to aid one party over the other, which, <laughs> you know, both, both are situations that you know, we, you deal with probably in this area and this, this scope of your job. Um, I, I would like to focus a lot more on um, how the, that division of assets works. And, and when we get back from the break, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more with some specific examples. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. The number one gift in this stressful year, relaxation from Homedics. Soothing stress for over 35 years, Homedics is the top home massage products brand with gifts for every aching muscle on your list with free shipping on orders over $50. Holiday supplies won't last, so avoid the rush while you can at H-O-M-E-D-I-C-S dot com. Get the perfectly relaxing, perfectly affordable gift now at Homedics.com and major retailers everywhere. We all have health goals, 
But let's face it. You are living in some fantasy world if you think you are suddenly about to start eating better. In fact, have you thought of this? How many different servings of fruit have you eaten today? How many servings of vegetables? And sorry, Dad, French fries and ketchup don't count. The experts recommend eating over 10 servings of fruits and vegetables each day. That's where Balance of Nature comes in. With three fruit and three veggie capsules, Balance of Nature gives you all your daily recommended servings and contains 31 different fruits and vegetables. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Change your life now by calling 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. And just like that, we are back. This is the Integra Law Legal Hour. And your host is family law attorney Haley Dickey. Her guest is James Brewer, financial architect with Envision Wealth Planning. Hi, we're here with our guest, James Brewer. So excited to have him on the show. Um, as Brian said, he's a financial architect, but also he is a certified divorce financial analyst. Um, and I'm loving to, chatting with you, James, about your work in that capacity um, and would like to keep talking. So tell us tell us some about some of your experiences working in divorce. This is a really contentious, can often be contentious versus collaborative um, arena. And, and I, I'm just really interested and curious in your um, capacity and, and work with parties within that sort of contentious structure. Well, it, I was thinking um, at the break that uh, a divorce attorney that I met, I met at a presentation that was being, that she was doing um, alongside a divorce mediator. Um, and I met some, some clients who they became clients at that event. Fortunately, they say it stayed on the mediation side, but later on I worked with that same attorney on the contentious side. Um, but I felt that one case, and this one's just a bit interesting. So you had uh, two relatively high-income people on, you know, I'm giving you on the collaborative side, um, two relatively high-income people, um, but one, English was not their native language. So I felt that part of the challenge was that 
you know, like I could not necessarily switch languages into their native language. Although they were pretty proficient or pretty fluent in, in English, I just couldn't switch because I try to provide examples, you know, that make it more tangible to people. Like I even relate uh, portfolio allocations to like salsa or creating recipes that are blends of spices and that's how you get something. But I didn't know any spices in that person's world, right? To try to use that example or if that would actually work well. Um, so it's just, even in, in anything, I try to understand the person and, you know, for some, they like the sports analogies, some they might like cooking, however I can find a way to communicate to them. Um, but in that case, I got all the information that I needed. So it was much easier when you have all of the information and you're putting all the information in on both sides. Um, and, but then when the husband gave what they thought their uh, expenses were going to be, I said, wow, this doesn't look right at all. Like, you know, what about the cable bill? What about this? So like he had been, in his case, letting, you know, his wife handle all the stuff. But then going through the numbers, like I discovered um, that I think they spent like 50 grand or a number I couldn't believe at Whole Foods a year. And I said, are you sure this number's right? Because overall, what led them to the divorce was some financial problems. I'm sure you've never seen this, Haley. So that like, is shocking, yeah. Okay. So, so they already had some financial challenges. And then, you know, like I, as I'm peeling this back, so I said, wow, potentially if they brought me in before they got to this table, I could have helped them work through some of the stuff that had created the problem. Although I think there was just some other stuff behind the scenes that was even more than just the financial picture. But then I could slowly help them see what their future was going to be and understand some, you know, unique tax benefits that one had um, and try to explain to the other because one kept saying, but I'm concerned, the one who didn't speak English so well, that somehow I'm being taken advantage of. And I'm like, but no, I've looked at the specific data of your situation and like, no, it's just there's things you don't understand. But most people, when it comes to taxes, you know, like I give my taxes to someone and they give it back to me and I hope that I don't owe a lot of money. And right. Like, like, but you know how it works in between and what got deducted and what was a credit versus a deduction and top line, bottom line, they have no idea. So, you know, I tried my best with that one person. Um, I think the spouse was committed. She wanted out no matter what happened. Um, and he was the one who kept looking at the data. Eventually, I realized that he did benefit from the mediator because more it was his psychology that needed to be addressed and it was less about the numbers and that she was really going to divorce him. And it, it almost didn't matter whatever he could come up with. Although in a couple of meetings... You know, he used terms of endearment with her because I think he was hoping it wasn't going to happen. But, you know, I was there to clarify all the money part and not to deal with any of the other stuff, which that was part of the mediator's job who said, I, you know, which was interesting to me. The mediator actually found me through LinkedIn, which is a really interesting thing. Uh, and then um, so now on the contentious, do you, have, do you have any comments before I jump in? 
Yeah, just really quickly. So it, uh, just if I can imagine kind of the structure of that mediation, are you going back and forth with the mediator and helping the parties analyze the deals that are being proposed? Um, and Well, I can. So, it's it, you know, I let the mediator kind of help me know what is needed in the mediation after I get all the information. So, you know, I've got the software that allows the affidavits and, you know, all that kind of legal stuff that is, is required. And once we feel as though that that's clarified, then depending upon, you know, where it stands, the software often can propose some initial settlement offers. And then as people want to deviate from that, then, you know, we can show, okay, well, if you do it this way, what might be the equalizer? Um, or maybe in the first five years, it's not what you would hope, but six years and beyond, it becomes that. Um, so I think now by having some facts to actually look at, um, that that is uh, helpful. But I usually let, you know, the mediator kind of tell me what's, what's needed once I uh, have full understanding of what the facts are. So, I mean, I can just see, like, I, I keep saying this over and over again. I sound like a broken record, but what a value um, to have a third party, neutral party, analyzing the benefits of, of, of each of the proposed deals and, and helping the parties understand uh, what, what financial benefits they'd be receiving. And it, the example that you gave with, with the, the spouse, it sounds like she had a great knowledge and understanding of where the spending was going, where the money was being, um, which accounts it was being contributed to. And I do find that when there's an imbalance in knowledge regarding the finances, there, there's always the, the party that doesn't have much information that will feel so uneasy about any distribution of assets. And so how beneficial to have both the mediator who's, you know, working on their behalf, their neutral party, and then also a, a financial expert come in and say, no, truly, this is, this is a benefit. Like, this is something that would benefit. I, I can just absolutely see the value of that um, in a collaborative capacity um, as, a, as a neutral third party. And, and in a way that I hadn't thought of, I've used um, financial analysts in the past but more in an expert capacity to prove up the case versus to help collaborate, collaborate and come to an agreement. So man, man, I just, I can just see all of the, the, the possibilities with, with somebody in your capacity. So that sounds wonderful. But yeah, shifting gears. What about the contentious side? This is the side I'm a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, well, usually when there's an attorney that sometimes there's the, the contentious side. Uh, well, you know, to me, it's uh, when you don't have the, I guess, in one case, I'm just thinking of two. One, um, the spouse was able to get access to the information because um, it was on a computer in their house, so I could get what I needed. And in another case, uh, we couldn't, and that was the big part of the challenge. And it didn't help that the other side, um, the husband was an attorney, um, so I think they knew some of the tricks in the book to try to help slow down the gathering of the information. Um, but almost every time I got a new set of facts, I was able to discover some large pool of uh, money that 
you know, he was actually trying to hide and some of the things where he said, oh, well, no, this was, I'm like, no, like we, we, again, when I said we're dark, like they had an idea that, you know, both would put say 20 grand into a fund. We could see my clients going in, but we could never see that particular side going in. And it seemed as though that there were some things he invested in um, that she wasn't aware of, but, you know, it was, you know, state of Illinois, she's supposed to get half. Um, so, you know, I think some of the discovery aspects is what, is what I can be very helpful with. That sounds wonderful. I feel like you act kind of as a forensic accountant as well. Um, JV, it has, or James, it has been such a wonderful pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we have James Rur with Envision um, here with us. It's been a pleasure.